I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Are you caring for an aging parent? Are you searching for answers? Welcome to Senior Care Live, a program dedicated to you, providing information, education, and resources helping you become the best caregiver you can be. I'm your host, Steve Keeker. Hello and welcome to Senior Care Live. I'm Steve Keeker, President of Senior Care Consulting. Thanks so much for tuning in today. You are appreciated. Senior Care Live is the nation's premier radio program, providing information, education, and resources for seniors and their caregivers. This is a safe place to get accurate, and reliable information you can absolutely count on. Each and every week, we discuss important issues such as how to remain independent in your own home, how to find the right senior care community, how to pay for the high cost of senior care, and legal issues involving elder law and estate planning. We also discuss senior-related health issues and how to care for the caregiver. As always, if you have a question, you can reach us on our toll-free number anytime. That's 1-800-331-6445. 1-800-331-6445. You can also reach us uh, through our website. It's a great website. I'd encourage you to go out and check it out. It's at Senior Care Live, L-I-V-E, SeniorCareLive.com. All right, we have a really good program for you here today. My guests today, Sarah Douglas and Broderick Crawford, and Ms. Douglas is the Pivot Program Manager at the University of Kansas Cancer Center. Pivot is short for Patient and Investigator Voices Organizing Together. It is a patient research advocacy initiative at the KU Cancer Center. Mr. Crawford is the Executive Director of the NBC Community Development Corporation in Kansas City, Kansas, and is a member of the Pivot Leader Team. Today, we're going to learn more about the Pivot program and the importance of patient research advocacy. So Sarah, uh, thanks for being here today. We're gonna go ahead and start with you. So uh, tell us what Pivot is and how it works. Yeah, hi Steve, thanks for having us. Yeah, Pivot is one of the few cancer uh, center patient research advocacy programs in the country to offer cancer survivors and co-survivors or family friend caregivers the opportunity to partner with cancer researchers and share ideas that may help them develop treatments or prevention strategies that better meet patient needs and improve their quality of life. 
So researchers from the University of Kansas Cancer Center, Children's Mercy Hospital, and the Stowers Research Institute present their research to folks who have had a lived cancer experience to get timely feedback as the research develops. Sometimes researchers present to a group of eight, to ten, eight or ten of us with specific questions, and then sometimes research partnerships are formed, and a pivot member works one-on-one -on -one alongside the researcher for the entirety of the research project. Um, our pivot staff works super hard to connect the researchers to patient partners to build those personal connections and relationships. Uh, pivot also provides training and support to both patient research advocates and the researchers. Okay, so it sounds like one of the primary objectives of Pivot is to provide a patient voice to research. So why is that so important? Yeah, absolutely. So patient partners help bring the lived experience into all aspects of cancer research. Many of our researchers do not know what it's like to live with cancer. Unless you've walked the walk, it's hard to understand what's important to patients. Our patient research advocates have had so many insightful additions and changes to the research protocols that were presented to them, sometimes even changing the entire focus of the research. Without the patient voice, researchers may spend hours upon hours designing something unmeaningful or unrealistic to the cancer patient population. We hope that by adding the patient voice at the beginning, it allows research to be more successful. Yeah, that sounds like that would be a game changer and could totally just improve and transform any any research that's going on. And like you said, if you if you haven't had cancer, you haven't had to struggle through that, if you haven't been a patient with that, then you you really wouldn't know. So make, connecting the dots there, I, I, it just sounds uh, critically important. I, I think it's great. Uh, so how do Pivot members help with research at KU Cancer Center? Yeah, so Steve, they can help by sharing their views on specific projects, um, participating in educational activities about cancer research and what it means to live with cancer. Um, they can help review research to make sure it addresses patient concerns. They can assist in making educational tools to share with other patients. They can share ideas on how to improve recruitment within their individual communities. They can also partner with researchers to make presentations at meetings alongside them, and they can help raise the understanding about how cancer research really improves patient care. That is excellent. Just, just sounds, sounds fantastic. So, Roderick, you're part of the Pivot Leader Team. Share with us about your journey to working with Pivot and, and what led you to want to get involved with this group? Yes, Steve, thank you for, uh, again, having us to participate today. In that case, uh, I am a co-survivor or had been a co-survivor with my dad. Uh, my dad was a 14-year prostate cancer survivor, and so uh, I was allowed to participate as a co-survivor. Uh, they was fortunate enough to be a part of the development team, which was a team that actually put together the logo, put together the mission and the vision, and so we were very involved early on with putting together what is now known as Pivot. Uh, it is, my journey was, is significant in that oftentimes African-Americans bear the heavier burden and mortality of cancer, but not always are at the table uh, to discuss or to engage with researchers. In addition, there's a huge trust factor as it relates to many different minority groups with how they are are allowed or encouraged to participate 
uh, with cancer projects or, or with the cancer survivors. And then, you know, one of the things for me that was so gratifying is to be able to interact with others with other different types of cancers that may not have the same story, but as we begin to talk with one another, we, we identify similarities that we have within the different uh, uh, cancer disciplines, which allow us as a whole to create a better a product for folks to be engaged with as we move forward with, with Pivot. That, that sounds, that just, that makes so much sense and it sounds so powerful. I, I love it. I love it. So, uh, Roderick, why is it so important for research to have a patient voice? So, you know, I'll start initially just with research. When we look at the current drugs on the market, the vast majority of them were tested in white men. And we have more than white men that make up our populations. And so it is important for patients to understand their role in getting drugs that are more appropriate for they themselves, whether it be African-Americans, whether it be men, whether it be Latinx, whatever other groups that are out there taking medications, they need to be engaged and understand the importance of that engagement. And so where the patient voice comes in is when those patients then can share with those particular researchers, with those particular clinicians, how that has impacted them. Oftentimes they will tell a particular clinician what they want to hear and not what's actually happening because they don't want to seem like one that is not compliant. But if they're able to voice in a very tr voice their journey, voice their uh, what has happened with them personally in a very trusted way, then that that then uh, creates a better scenario for it more healthier, better patient outcomes, which again, as, as uh, Sarah touched base on, it is important for that patient voice to be there because the clinician is not going home with those patients. The clinician is not at that church. The clinician is not in that car listening to the different things that may be happening adverse with those particular patients. And if that information is not communicated, then they cannot improve the treatment plans or the medications that they are asking their patients to uh, participate or to, to take. And so that patient voice is very critical from the early on stage uh, for researchers and clinicians and scientists to hear a patient's perspective of how they are interacting with that particular treatment plan. It's all about uh, information and, and accurate information from all of the all parties involved, and, and then communication. And uh, I, I couldn't agree more. That that sounds great, uh, Sarah. How many Pivot members are there currently? Yeah, Steve. So we currently have ninety Pivot members. Um, Seventy of those members have went through our semi-annual workshop or training. Um, we hold this every summer and winter for those who are interested. Uh, this summer, our 2020 date is yet to be determined with the COVID-19 developments, but um, when we have that information, we'll be sure to share it on our website and the KU Cancer Facebook. Okay. All right. And then uh, who can be a Pivot member? Yeah. So cancer survivors, which includes those actively going through treatment, co-survivors, which are family friend caregivers, and or previvors, which are those who are at high risk for cancer due to genetics. Um, we include all cancer types and experiences 
You do not have to be treated at KU Cancer Center to participate. Um, we invite anyone across the states of Kansas and Missouri who have an interest in sharing their voice and thoughts to move cancer research forward. The option to video conference in is also always available to include folks from the distant parts of the states. We want to ensure all voices are heard. And if you have a broader connection to the cancer community and would like to help spread the word, we would love to connect with you as well. All right. Excellent information. We'll have more with Sarah and Broderick right after the break. But first, the Senior Care Live question of the week. Being a patient research advocate is the same thing as being a clinical trial participant. Is that statement true or false? We'll have the answer right after the break. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, call now, toll free, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by, 1-800-331-6445. I'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information about the services offered on this program and how we can help you and your family, call us on our toll-free number anytime. That's one 800 331-6445. 1-800-331-6445. And don't forget, you can stream this program to any electronic device. Super easy to do. Go to SeniorCareLive.com. Click on the Listen Live button or the big microphone right there on the homepage. Give it a few seconds to connect, and then it'll start streaming to your phone, your tablet, your computer, whatever you have, and it really is that simple. Also, don't forget to download, as an option, you can download the radio.com app uh, to your uh, phone or or your electronic device and just uh, favorite talk 980 AM, and then that's where this program uh, will be found. All right, so let's get back to that Senior Care Live question of the week more of a statement and this is a true false. So being a patient research advocate is the same thing as being a clinical trial participant. Is that statement true or false? And the answer is false. The answer is false. And Sarah, why is that false? Yeah, so this answer is false. Um, While some of our members have participated in clinical trials, being a patient research advocate is more about helping design the research or clinical trial to best meet the needs of those with cancer. Uh, Patient research advocacy isn't about care now, but contributing and lending their voice to advance treatment and research in the future. All right. All right. Very good. Uh, We're visiting today with our special guests, Sarah Douglas and Broderick Crawford. And this has just been great information. So, Sarah, you mentioned earlier that training workshops. Can you uh, discuss that a little further, please? Yeah, sure, Steve. So we hold these uh, workshops. We call them Pivot a Journey into Patient Research Advocacy, and they're held one in the winter and one in the summer. Um, But it's kind of a half-day workshop on, we have Dr. Jensen, our Cancer Center Director there. He comes and talks about why Pivot is so important to 
the um, vision and mission of the KU Cancer Center. We have a few of our research come in, and researchers come in, and they talk about um, giving our advocates a cancer research 101 course. Um, we have uh, our lead patient research advocate, she, that's Cheryl Jernigan. She goes over kind of what Pivot is, um, and we have one of our advocates present on what it means to be a patient research advocate and kind of what the roles they will play as they join our group. Um, and we have we've had lab tours in the past. So we bring our patient research advocates through the lab biology labs um, and other scientific labs in the cancer center. We also um, provide kind of a mock, uh, what we call our rapid reactor team. And that's where a researcher will come and present their idea. And then we have the uh, advocates provide feedback on the research study. And so this is just a great way to kind of immerse them in some of the things that we'll continue to do as they become members. All right. All right. Excellent. Excellent. And uh, Broderick, uh, you know, if someone's interested in becoming a Pivot member, uh, you know, what steps should they take? And and I guess another part of that question is, is there a specific type of a person or participant that you're interested in and maybe a specific location? Could I just want you to kind of unpack that for a minute or two here? Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, you know, one of the things that we look for is diversity because cancer just does not impact or affect one particular population or one particular demographic or one particular geographical area. And and so we look for participants that are from all over our catchment area, the KU Cancer Center catchment area, which includes the state of Kansas and the western part of of Missouri. And, And so as we look for participants, uh, for example, we have members of our team that are are men, women. We have members of our team who are mothers of children. Uh, We have members of our team from multiple different ethnicities. For example, we have a couple of members that actually come in from Indian reservations. Uh, We have folks that are from Western Kansas that uh, come in and or either participate in our Zoom. We have folks from the urban core that uh, participate. We have folks that are well-educated that are participants. We have folks that are don't have as much education that are participants. So it is, we, we absolutely encourage and want to engage in a very diverse group. What's interesting is that a couple things that are mentioned being uh, Minority Awareness Month, uh, we don't see as, as many of the uh, African-Americans that are participatory, and then also men. And so we certainly would would encourage and welcome uh, more men to participate. Oftentimes, what I have uh, found, particularly working with uh, my dad with prostate cancer, is that the moms and the daughters and the sisters often are the ones that are encouraging men to participate, and they kind of stay in the background and let, let the, those loved ones help to steer or direct or engage with the researchers. But we also, we absolutely want men's voice, the voice of men to be present and to be, to let them know that their voice is relevant and that that voice is needed because no one else, you know, I I won't tell the whole story, but there's a story between interaction between my mom and my dad. I'm like, I'm not a part of that. Y'all need to share that yourselves. And so making sure that, men are comfortable with sharing the challenges that they have and comfortable with knowing the importance of their voice 
And again, folks from all across our catchment area, we want you. All right. Excellent. Excellent. So, men, it's time to uh, step up and, uh, and, and get involved. Uh, and that is, uh, uh, that's, uh, that is really needed here. Uh, Roderick, we only have, uh, you know, about a minute left. So as, as Pivot grows and evolves, what do you personally hope to see this group achieve? So I, I would hope that we are able to be the voice and to be the place that survivors and co-survivors are comfortable with going to express any concerns that they have as they go through the, the, the treatment journey. And then also to be the pathway where they can be more involved, more engaged with their clinicians. As Sarah mentioned, we've taken them to the biology labs and just seeing their faces light up when they see what happens with a cell or a mitochondria and some of the other scientific terms that they normally would not be exposed to looking in the microscopes and seeing things. And so this could be the place uh, where everyone is welcome at the table, that everyone can absolutely engage, that everyone's voice is vitally important, and to also help to educate the researchers as to what individuals go through when they walk out of that clinic, when they walk out of that hospital, when they walk out of that emergency room, when they walk away what happens to them when they go home? What are those conversations and how can we improve patient health? How can we improve the cancer journey? How can we improve what happens with our, with our people? Excellent. Excellent. Thank you so much. So as we approach the end of today's segment, I want to let our listeners know how you can find out more about Pivot. So there is information about the program, uh, both on the Masonic Cancer Alliance website at MasonicCancerAlliance.org and on the University of Kansas Cancer Center website, which is KUCancerCenter.org. You can also contact Sarah Douglas, who's been on the program with us today at 913-945-6873 or by email at pivot at KUMC.org. Edu, Sarah and Broderick, thanks so much for being on the program today. I really appreciate you. Thank you for having us. Yes, thank you. You bet. All right, for our listeners, we'll have more right after the break. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, call now, toll-free, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by, 1-800-331-6445. I'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information about the services offered on this program and how we can help you and your family, call us on our toll-free number anytime. It's 1-800-331-6445. 1-800-331-6445. And don't forget, if you miss an episode of Senior Care Live, maybe you want to share the program with someone else, or maybe you just want to go back and hear it again. No worries at all. Just go to Senior Care Live, L-I-V-E, SeniorCareLive.com. Click on the podcast tab, and that's where you will find all of the previously aired episodes. They're all in chronological order, and this program 
will be up on the website. Probably, uh, it's always uh, Monday or Tuesday following the Saturday broadcast. So feel free to help yourself. You can even share those with family and friends and uh, you can even download it if you'd like. So help yourself. All right. So um, just a, a little bit of a, of a he- actually a, a huge heads up, a consumer alert type of an approach to this warning. And, and look, <laughs> I'm going to jump into this. And, and before I get started, uh, I, I don't want to hear from assisted living facilities saying, oh, you're being so mean and that's not fair. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm talking about a number of assisted living facilities where we have a problem and I'm alerting the public to this problem. I, it's not that I don't like assisted living. I love assisted living. It's a great fit for a whole lot of people. But I, I'm seeing more and more assisted living facilities being built and i'm also seeing them become because frankly there's an over uh, overabundance of assisted living apartments or capacity and i'm seeing them many of them become very aggressive in retaining their residents so here's the issue with not all assisted living but with some of them there's a certain level of care that they can offer and that is it there's a threshold to every single assisted living community. And I've talked about this many times in the past. Assisted living is not a standardized model. It has, uh, it, there could be some large, large uh, discrepancies or variations in that model from offering very minimal care to offering really heavy care and everything in between. So every single assisted living community has that threshold or their maximum level of care that they can offer. So what happens if your needs exceed their threshold? Well, you will be asked to leave or to move to a long-term care community, also known as a nursing home. But what if the assisted living facility isn't connected to long-term care? They don't have that outlet or that next level that you can transition to, and that is the issue for some, not all, some of these freestanding assisted living communities. So, uh, for example, recently I worked with a client uh, and and she was terribly confused by some, what I am positive with, it's intentional misleading statements from a local assisted living facility. And she kept saying, but but Steve, they said they offer long-term care so, I, you know, I, I think you're wrong about them because she was asking about this particular place. And I said, well, that is assisted living only and uh, your mother needs long-term care. And, 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 uh, and she said, but, but I, I called, they said they offered long-term care. And I'm like, well, okay. <laughs> and I, and I, I looked everything up and I said, well, they're, they're only licensed to provide the assisted living level of care, but she just kept insisting that she was right and they offered long-term care. And, and she understood very much what long-term care was because we had a, a long lengthy conversation. So I called this assisted living facility and voila, they do not offer long-term care. So here is the what I believe is the very intentionally misleading part that confused a very, very smart lady. 
So they have, this particular place has four different levels of care. So they charge a base rate, and this is a pretty common pricing model, a base plus levels of care. And so if you, if you need less care, you'll be at a lower level of care charge and you'll be paying less than someone that needs more care who's at a higher level of care. They would be actually paying more because they're using more resources and receiving more care. So they refer to their level three and level four levels of care as long-term care. And wrong. That is not long-term care. That is level three and level four at the assisted living level of care. This is nothing but smoke and mirrors. This is just pure marketing. And it is so, so misleading. I cannot tell you how wrong it is that they're calling this long-term care. I, I, I do not like this at all. So I called my client back and I informed her about their tricky sleight of hand marketing language and she was not happy with them at all. So, so don't fall for the tricks. Don't fall for the language. Uh, and and this, this, this very, very smart, very nice and kind lady, she learned, she learned very quickly the value of working with senior care consulting, we did not let her make a huge, huge mistake. We know exactly what we're doing and we cannot be fooled by marketing smoke and mirrors. And in, frankly, in this case, I, I believe intentionally misleading terminology. This is very, very wrong. So a, a, another assisted living issue and I really can't stand this one. This is not good at all. And unfortunately, it's becoming more and more routine. Frankly, I think this should be illegal. So some assisted living facilities offer general care. So, you know, just your everyday care and support along with memory care, meaning they have a part of their building that is dedicated to providing care for a resident with cognitive impairments such as Alzheimer's disease or one of the many forms of dementia. In the memory care portion of, of the building, there's more staff in the memory care part. Uh, there's generally uh, offered a, a higher level of care in the memory care uh, unit, the special care unit, the memory care neighborhood. Remedy. I mean, there are lots of different types of names for these things, but it's the part of the building that is dedicated to caring for uh, cognitive impaired uh, patients. And so, you know, you, you need a higher level of care and, and you need more staff and you need codes on the doors and, and you need a lot, a lot of things. It's a very customized type of care offered at we've talked about this before also at four different levels of care. So here is the issue. I'm hearing more and more stories where the assisted living facility is caring for a resident, offering general care. But when that resident needs more care, not memory care, just more care. Remember, I said all these places have a threshold. When that 
non-cognitively impaired resident needs more care, guess what some of these facilities are doing? You got it. They're moving that person who does not have memory care issues, they're moving them to the memory care unit, not because they have cognitive issues or need memory care, but because that's where the facility can provide them more assistance and a higher level of care. That is so wrong. There are residents who do not need memory care being moved to the memory care unit, and they should absolutely not be there. They should be moving to a long-term care community. But because the assisted living uh, uh, environment is becoming so competitive and they don't want to discharge any residents, they, some places are inappropriately keeping their residents longer by moving them to a memory care neighborhood of the assisted living facility. And this is wrong. It's so wrong. Uh, it should not be allowed to happen. And every time I hear a story about this and I keep hearing these stories, more and more stories like this, it makes me completely crazy and, uh, and, and it just should not be allowed. So just think about this. If, you, if your memory is perfectly fine, you don't have any cognitive impairment and you need the help from staff to help you uh, with your activities of daily living and, your, and, and, and making your meals and helping you with your bath and get dressed and distributing your medicine and having a full slate of activities, et cetera. But now you need more help. So they move you to the memory care unit and guess who you're surrounded with. You're surrounded with other residents and, and God love them, but you're surrounded with other residents with sometimes either minimal cognitive impairment or usually significant, either moderate or significant cognitive issues. So now you're surrounded by people that, you know, you're not going to be able to communicate with, socialize with, because you're just in a, in a much different place cognitively. It is not the right thing to do. And, uh, and, and I wanted to warn all of our listeners about that. So if you've been asked to move from general care to memory care in your assisted living facility, I'm going to tell you on the other side of the break how you can deal with that and how you should deal with that. I'll be back with that right after the break. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, call now, toll-free, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by, 1-800-331-6445. I'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information about the services offered on this program and how we can help you and your family, call us on our toll-free number anytime. That's 1-800-331-6445. 1-800-331-6445. All right. So, <laughs> Before I get the nasty grams from, uh, you know, assisted living communities all over the place, if you're not doing those things, then that does not apply to you. <laughs> so don't be offended. Uh, and in fact, if you're in assisted living, 
and you find out that another assisted living provider is doing that, you should be upset as well. So uh, that that intentional label of, oh, yeah, we offer long-term care. Nope, you need to stop doing that. You really need to stop doing that. That's ridiculous. Uh, and, and then again, e- even worse, taking a, uh, a perfectly cognitive resident and because you don't want to do the right thing and discharge them to long-term care, you want to hang on to them. So you're willing to put that perfectly cognitive, cognitively aware resident into memory care just because so you can offer them a little more care. No, no, no. Shame on you. In, in my opinion, uh, that should be a, a J-level deficiency if that's caught. Uh, that's just my opinion, but there should be some severe uh, consequences for that in my opinion. So how do you avoid all of that? Well, just like the lady I spoke with uh, spoke of earlier, she contacted, uh, contacted Senior Care Consulting. And uh, I'll tell you what, you know, we're, we're running commercials. We're letting everyone know Senior Care Consulting is alive and well and open for business. And we are able to help uh, a lot of people. And we are helping people right now, literally today. And we have been this entire shutdown with no interruption in service. With We have not missed one single beat. And in fact, I was sharing off the mic with all of our guests earlier I was sharing off the mic uh, <laughs> how how you know all these people are complaining because they're bored and uh, they've already binge watched uh, you know Tiger King <laughs> on Netflix and and they're they're just bored to pieces and that's something that I I personally I have no idea what they're talking about I cannot relate because I have literally been more busy now since the shutdown occurred than I was. Prior to that, if you can believe that or not, it, it's just been really super busy. Let me tell you about senior care consulting and how we're able to help families during the shutdown, during the restrictions, the visitation restrictions to all senior care communities. By the way, that's how I think it should be. Uh, I, I think a lot of the economy uh, should uh, begin to opening uh, be opening up here pretty soon. That's just my personal opinion, but uh, but I I, don't, I think it's way too soon to open up uh, visitation to hospitals, in particular to senior care communities like uh, especially assisted living and long term care. Uh, that that needs to go on for quite a while longer. These are our most vulnerable people in our society, uh, older people, and many with underlying health. Issues and that makes them, uh, you know, the highest at-risk population in our entire country. Uh, so I, I think these restrictions uh, will go on and should go on for quite a long time. So how do you get around that? Oh, with my firm, Senior Care Consulting, uh, I immediately switched to virtual meetings and using the platform of Zoom. And I think most of the rest of the world is on this Zoom. Uh, Zoom video conferencing as well, but it's so simple to use. And so over the phone or over a virtual meeting, I've been visiting with folks who have contacted Senior Care Consulting saying, look, you know, we need to make some decisions 
right now. We need to place my mother, my father, or I, I'm working with a really nice family right now. We're placing both of their parents and we're stepping up from assisted living to long-term care. I'm working with another family and, uh, and, and they're needing assisted living for their parents. So whatever is needed, they're like, you know, we can't wait one or two or three more months. Can you help us? And I said, absolutely. So we, we, uh, I'm able to conduct our care assessment, which I call the care profile, uh, over the phone or over a Zoom video conference. And it works perfectly well, we're able to do some paperwork by scanning and emailing back and forth. And that the front end part of this is just smooth as glass. Now, this is a really personal service. I strongly prefer, I'm a people person. So I strongly prefer being kneecap to kneecap, eye to eye meeting with our clients in person because this is such a deep and, and personal service, but we're just not able to do that right now. So we, we do the next best thing and everyone's very uh, comfortable and very, very understanding. So we're able to do that. And then based on our detailed description of what we need, again, through that geriatric care assessment that I call a care profile, then we're able to research the entire marketplace, not, not just a few places. We research the entire market and all places available to determine our top communities that best fit our care profile. And then normally we would go out and we would tour, take a tour in person uh, of our top communities, but we're not able to do that. So guess what we do? We fire up the virtual meetings again through Zoom and uh, myself and family members are together. We can see each other. We can talk to each other. Uh, and, and then we add uh, a, a representative from, from the first community. And we're able to visit with them, ask a lot of questions. And then, and then we drop them off and we add a representative from the second community, et cetera, et cetera. We're able to ask a lot of, a lot of good, in-depth, quality and performance-related questions and then when we're finished with that, and it doesn't take too long, you know, two, two and a half hours, I think we're pretty much wrapped up at that point. By the way, that just saved our clients so many times. People are spending 50 to 100 hours going through this certain selection process. Our clients spend uh, just, you know, two, three hours, they're done. This is a tremendous time saver. And our clients don't have a lot of time uh, to spend doing that. And they want to make sure they get it right. And so when we're finished with our virtual meetings and our virtual tours, then Senior Care Consulting puts together a summary report with all of the information that we discussed over our virtual meetings and our virtual tours. We calculate exact staffing ratios. We report to our clients what the state found in their most recent surprise health care inspections. There is a tremendous amount of information in this report to help our clients make the best decision possible, even during these very trying circumstances. So if you need help finding a place for your mom or dad, uh, or, or maybe it's both of your parents, contact Senior Care Consulting. We can absolutely help you. Our number is 913-945-2800. 913-945-2800. You could also visit our website online 
at Senior Care Consulting. That's with an I-N-G, SeniorCareConsulting.com. And don't put it off. We can help you. We can, we'll do backflips for you if we need to turn this around quickly for you. But the message is we can absolutely help you. No doubt about it. All right. I'm your host, Steve Keeker, and I wish you grace and peace. May God bless you and your family on this day and always. I'll see you next week right here on Senior Care Live. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.